This is Our Point with Zach and Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. We have booze this morning. Uh, it's already I'm, off to a I'm better glad. start. I'm glad we're back to the old Saturday schedule. Yes, we will. Fewer current events, more booze, more swears, probably. I don't know. What do you got over there? I, I'm drinking a um, screwdriver. I just have a bunch of orange juice in the fridge. And clearly, I never drink orange juice unless there's booze involved. So it just kind of sits there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we also have tons of vodka in the house that we have to like. Yeah. And you have them in the pretty like decanters. Yeah, I mean, there's like three bottles in the pantry, too, but it's like, oh, God, I did take it out of the decanter today. And it does worry me a little bit that it's just like sitting out. I don't know why. It's no different. It has a lid on it like it does in the bottle. So I don't know why I'm more afraid of the homemade bottle. It's kind of how I feel about, you know, how people get those like picnic style ketchup and mustard containers with the white top and the skinny or whatever, and they put their yep. ketchup in those bottles for some reason, like they creep me out more than like the store bottle it comes in. How do you feel about those bottles at restaurants? Well, the restaurants that I go to don't have the ketchup in those like <laughs> thingies. Like it either has, oh. like, it either is a like Heinz ketchup plastic bottle or the Heinz glass bottle or Maybe yeah, but they like have a, little... a big bag of ketchup on the wall. Yeah, it doesn't matter as long as they don't see it. I don't care about McDonald's being oh, in okay. a bag with a pump either. It's just something right, about right. the, I don't know, maybe it's the crusties on top that is left. I don't know. There's something about it that just like. I'll give you that. Gives me the EBGBs. Anyways, that's what I think about the fancy booze and the decanter, but I'm pushing through. But the, de- I mean, the decanter is fancier than the Tito's bottle that it came 100% in. 100% with a big, huge like glass stopper and yes there's nothing wrong with it it's same way i feel about going to goodwill like sometimes it don't make a lot of sense but all right just just a thing that i have do you have a straw in your beverage today i don't we don't have straws i could get a straw but i'd have to go to my car and michael doesn't like straws so we don't have them in the house and (laughs) this is just the life i live now it's just the life i live what what are you having Well, based on, I knew you had a screwdriver last week, so I had a screw up because same thing. I have orange juice because I had mimosas and I have vodka because Phil used to come to my house. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure it's Phil's vodka. And then I had some seven up from brunch last week and I actually have straws. I have plastic straws. Where did they come from? They could be Franny's for all I know. Yeah. Um, But, um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty pleased with my, and then I also brought upstairs a coffee mug. Oh gosh. So, oh, but this, I don't know if we've talked about, this is a travel mug I got right before Thanksgiving when I was being a super good person. I went and volunteered at Feeding South Dakota. Oh yes. And then my volunteer present was a coffee mug. With a pretty buffalo on it. Well, I put the sticker on because the, the coffee, the travel mug didn't say feeding South Dakota, which is what I really kind of wanted. And so mm-hmm. then I looked around for the prettiest sticker I had in my house and it's a pretty Buffalo sticker. Well, branded I merch is fashion. expensive for poor nonprofits. So I'm glad. I, that they well, that's money. the thing. I volunteered yeah. for three hours. I did not expect a present, but I wasn't going to so, turn it down. Well, maybe everybody should go volunteer if they need a thermos. 
Okay. I have stories that I've been, I want to share with you that happened last night and I haven't been able, I mean, Carmen and I have talked for a couple times now and I was like, I need to tell you, but I can't tell you because I have to say for the podcast. Um, okay. First story. <laughs> One, my fish tank obsession has gotten out of control to the point where now Michael was like, let's, let's cool it on the spending on the fish tank. Like we need to stop. So one of the stories that I I (laughs) am not going to bore the podcast with, but apparently Hawaii has chosen to now ban the selling of fish taken from the ocean, you know, like to the aquariums. Right. So, you can know, they would, that's where they would take the fish. They would get them from the ocean and that's how they'd end up in my fish tank. Right. Well, they have banned it. So anyways, there's a super pretty fish called a yellow tang and it's gorgeous and big and yada, 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 but they only come from Hawaii and they're not able to be bred in captivity yet. It hasn't happened yet. So anyways, when they announced it, I immediately had to go and like yesterday, hurry up and buy one so I can have one before they all disappear. Oh my God. So anyways, I got that. I used gift cards, everybody. So it's fine. But <laughs> then the, the, fish tank person was like, well, they've said this a couple of times, right? Like that this is going to happen and yada, yada, yada. So we'll see if it actually happens this time. But there's a, so there's com- some competing factions in the Hawaiian market. One, because it's a huge economic driver for the local economy for people to like go sell, do the fish. But then also it stops people from like polluting the ocean because the Marine life is such like an economic driver for selling and stuff. So they are super stringent about not having pesticides and stuff go into the ocean because it would affect the fish that they're using to sell. Anyways, I thought it was an interesting component. So moral of the story. So that, that person said we should be able to sell the fish from the ocean because technically though they keep the ocean nice for that purpose. Yes. And it's money and it's not that they're depleting. There's not like, they're not an endangered species. So they haven't like overtaken taking all the fish out of the ocean. Who knows what the thing is? I haven't researched a whole lot. Saw that I wasn't going to get my fish. Immediately went and bought a fish. Did you want the fish before you heard about this? Okay, I did. And I was going to put it in my big tank. But then anyways, there was two left at the store. And the guy was like, I don't know when we're going to get any more anytime soon. So I was very. Oh, that is also different. I kind of thought you like literally ordered it from Hawaii, and I was curious about how that was. It was already at the fish store. I didn't personally fly over there, go scuba diving, picked it up like Nemo, who touched the butt and took it home. I didn't do that. So, anyways, not the important story. Just something, just an update on my month-long obsession. Okay, here comes the story. So, Michael and I got done. Watch, we were watching a movie. We got done watching um, that new Anne Hathaway, Annie Hathaway movie on HBO, um, which is great. Sidebar. Have you heard anything about Anne Hathaway saying that she doesn't want to be called Anne Hathaway? She wishes everybody would call her Annie Hathaway. I have not. And I don't care for that. Well, it, bitch, it's dumb. Change your name then. Like your Twitter handle, your Instagram, I'll say Anne Hathaway in the like titles of the movie it says Anne Hathaway not Annie Hathaway like you're in control of this you're obnoxious you make it so hard to like you Um, (laughs) so anyways sidebar over so now we're done with that movie which was good it was called The Lockdown HBO Max so there's that movie review but so then we started watching RuPaul's Drag Race 
and loving everything about it. So our house, our TV obviously is in the front living room. So you can see it through the window. We're watching RuPaul. The blinds are like half of the window. You know how we have them. So they're like halfway. So you can see the top and the bottom. Anyways, all of a sudden, somebody like tries to open our door. Like (laughs) opens our door and like starts pushing it, right? And our door is locked, obviously, because... Michael yells at me because I we live in the city and every door needs to be locked all the time. And I grew up in the country and I forget and don't care about the door being locked because what the fuck is going to happen? Right. <laughs> so somebody's trying to open the door and like pushes on it. And we're like, what was that? And now the dogs are going crazy. And we're like, hmm, did you hear that? I heard that. I was like, oh, OK, whatever. Then they do it again. <laughs> and I was like, mm. I mean, granted, we have a doorbell and nobody knocked on the door. They just literally tried to open it. So then, of course, because I am a huge chicken, I am like, <laughs> let's turn the TV up and run away from the door and, and not do anything, right? So <laughs> Michael decides to open the window because he can see somebody at the door. Michael decides to open the window, which is right next to the door, and talk to this person. And Michael sees that it's, we just assume that it's a homo by the way he was carrying a bag or whatnot. So the dogs are still barking. And... Then Michael decides to go and like open the door and talk to the person. So he continued to try to open our door. He opens the window. Michael opens the window to talk to right. the dude. And realizes doesn't know yes. the person. And at night, like eight o'clock at night, watching RuPaul's Drag Race. And the world is fucked up right now. Let's like it's, 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 true. it's true. We do not live in Brookings where you're just like, oh hell, or in the middle of the country where you're like, oh, somebody's car broke down. Let's open it. Like <laughs> Don't know you, not expecting anybody, no solicitation, right? Don't open it. <laughs> so Michael opens the door. You ain't got no Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. So Michael opens the door and it is a a white guy who's, I don't know, has some facial hair, probably looks in his 30s, whatnot. And Michael's like, hello. And he's like, hi, this is my friend's house. I'm here for my friend. And Michael's like, nope, wrong house. Like, <laughs> not not us. And the guy goes, um, pretty sure I have the address right. And Michael goes, well, I, I'm telling you, you don't because <laughs> it's us and we are not. We don't know, you, know you. We don't know you. And so he like shows the um, shows the thingy, the, shows the address. address. And Michael's like, that's not our address. <laughs> Um, and so the guy's like, okay, well, I guess I'll check with my friends again and like walks away and leaves and sits in his car and then drives his car away. Okay. Now we're going to edit this part out. Cause I want to find this part. <laughs> the story went a completely different direction than I anticipated. So Michael and I are sitting on the couch after this happened and we're like, well, that's fucking weird. And I was like, and this is why we keep the doors locked. And I was like, but you opened the door. What is the matter if the doors locked? You just like opened the door for the person that clearly wasn't knocking, ringing the doorbell, was just like trying to come in the house. Um, anyway, so then we start to laugh because we're like, well, clearly it's a homo that's coming for a grinder hookup, right? Because we're like, well, now we know like who's 5228 on a different street that we know like who's the secret homo that this person's going to. Because 
we both have been there where you get sent an address and you're just like, you know, walk in. I'm going to be ass up, face down, like, come on in. And so you just like randomly walk into a stranger's house and who knows if it was, you know, <laughs> not the place you're supposed to be. So that's what we just assumed it was, right? Grinder, grinder hookup, wrong address, wrong house. Embarrassing. Clearly we thought he had like a sleepover bag or, or whatever. So we're like, ha ha ha, grinder hookup, wrong house. I wake up this morning. I wake up this morning and Michael has sent me a notification from the next door app. Right. Okay. So yesterday, some lady um, down the street from us said man at wrong address. I just had a guy come to my door asking for a place that I've never heard of. He had the house number, which was easy to get, but he said he, the street he was looking for was this other street, which is nowhere near where I am. He left. I noticed him go to my neighbor. So I knew something was up. He's heading north on 41st, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's 5'7", Caucasian, scruffy hair, short haircut. I called the cops and did this, right? So she also like uploads the video from like her ring camera of this guy that comes in because she has like one of those front porches, the enclosed front porch. So you have to really go through the porch to get to the house door. Oh, sure. Yeah. So he like barely knocks at the porch door and then like, walks into her porch and then he kind of like looks around and then like tries to open the door and then push knocks on it a few times and then like stands there anyways what the fuck is going on are we being cased that's wild so like now that's... it was like well now it's no longer as funny like a hookup a grinder hookup gone wrong where you're at the wrong spot and granted this happened to this lady during the day and ours was at night but is this a thing that is happening? Isn't it weird? weird? Is, so was it, could you tell that it was the same guy? Um, I mean, it's the video. Ours was at night and I didn't really see him really well, but our dude was clearly a white Caucasian male, average height with some facial hair. So maybe, but he like got in a car and left. But isn't that weird? Because if you were casing it, it was obvious that we were home. It was well, right. obviously that somebody was there. Um, but now I'm pretty sure I need to go buy a baseball bat because and like prepared to have my Christmas tree train with a blow up doll on it going around in a circle like home alone because somebody's coming to get us. Isn't that weird? Carmen, it's a podcast. You have to talk. It's super. Well, I was like, I, I, I'm just laughing at the ridiculousness <laughs> of your life. That's all I can do. I know. I, what do you think? Well, the whole, the first story made so much sense. Where I thought the story was going was that somebody was just walking by, saw that you were watching Drag Race and was like, <laughs> oh my God, let me join. Hey guys, <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> we're family. Yeah, no, that's what we so thought. It was. That it was super was, funny. It was all. I had already finished the story in my head and then now it becomes a lot more nefarious and creepy. Yeah. Do you have, because you have the ring doorbell. We have the ring doorbell with the camera that automatically goes and is wired into the house. And we have one in the Do you have that at too. every single door? Because you have eight doors into the house. So we have one at the front door. And then we have two doors on the side of the house. But it shoots, a camera from the garage shoots straight up the side of the house. So you can see people uh, at our other doors yeah. as well. The ghost camera? The ghost camera, yes. So... Hmm. We are monitored, but it just seemed so weird and random. If you were going to like do something messed up, 
I mean, it was just obvious that we were watching television in the front room. So the guy who, like, the lady said there was an address that she didn't hadn't heard of or didn't exist. When he gave you the address, did you know where it was? Like, no, was it we didn't know. I mean, he had the right house number. But Which I is don't easy re- to say because you're like, oh, you it's see right it. on your door. Right? Yeah. And that's what this lady said, too, right? Like, he had the house, the right house number, but was clearly on a street that she had never heard of before. And Michael, he, like, said the address or something. And Michael was like, well, like, you're on the wrong street, probably, because, like, you're not you're not supposed to be here. So anyways, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen to me, but my last will and testament is here on the podcast because I'm pretty sure... <laughs> We're going to be robbed. And this is where I'm thankful that I have a vicious pit bull that mm-hmm. just likes to bark loudly. Well, sounding scary is truly half of the battle. Yes. The I was more worried that you were going to be robbed after the Uber driver yeah. drove us home a couple years ago. <laughs> he was what he was. He offered us a vape pen, right? Of pot. Because yeah, he, and he was like, I don't, yeah, I don't, do I don't it. do it. But, you know, like my customers really like it. And we're it like, helps no. with the tips or something like that. Yeah, it's cool. Like, thank That's so generous. Thank you. And then he's like drafting behind an ambulance because he's like, this is the fastest way to get home. And um, yeah, no like, one will in- ever pull you over. And then when he pulled up to Zach's neighborhood, he's like, this is a nice neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. We're holding hands in the backseat. Like, just let us get home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the same thing. With, like, we haven't done in like almost a year. Yeah. Take an Uber, sit at a well, bar. Well, now I'm super conscious about it. Cause of course, like we take an Uber or Lyft, we take Lyft. We don't really do Uber very often, but to the airport frequently. And so like we both leave and then the Lyft driver is always like going on vacation. How long you gone for? When do you get back? Where are you going? And so now it's like initially, like you'd start talking, and now it's like, uh, this person just knows that I clearly left the house and I'm leaving for a s- substantial period of time. Um, I don't know. The world is yeah. a dangerous, crazy place. But hopefully, like Andrew Yang's gonna save us, like he's gonna save New York City. Oh, I do love me some Andrew Yang. Yeah, you were a, a, an original Yang Gang member, which I could never get into. Well, I I think he's quirky and interesting. And he also can't speak. In a <laughs> crowded primary field, I mean, quirky and interesting made him stand out in, in a way. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't, because he did kind of like, come from nowhere he had this universal basic income idea which i am strongly behind and i don't know i think he's interesting so now he's running for new york so my article is washington post andrew yang is running for new york mayor he wants universal basic income universal basic income and tiktok hype houses (laughs) so i am old and Jacqueline Pizer wrote the article. Thank you. I just downloaded TikTok and I have been saving it for a blizzard. Like I know we've been in quarantine this whole time, but I've just been saving it because I know it's going to be this huge time suck. And I was correct. And it's it amazing. Is just, 
a delightful little content machine and I am just I'm using it as like reward so if I quick write this press release then I get five minutes of TikTok like oh if you finish your tracker notifications then I get five minutes of TikTok and it's it's terrific I try to do the whole like, okay, you can only swipe 10 more, 10 times, right? Like, you know, only do 10 times. And then I get to like 10 and it's like, well, five more. Like, so anyways, yes, it is a a black hole. Yeah, I set the alarm on my phone. So then it goes off and interrupts my video. And that's like, okay, fine, I'll go back to work. (laughs) So Andrew Yang, he obviously dropped out of the presidential race. He did not win. He's not (laughs) going to be our president next week. No. However, he, so now he is from New York. <clears throat> he's going to run for governor of New York. And he's, he had a pretty good ad drop, what, this week, I suppose. And he talks about Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream of a guaranteed minimum income and cash into the hands of the people who need it most. And of course, Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday was, I don't know, Friday, I think. And we're going to celebrate it on Monday and and uh, so he, he walks around and he bumps fists and elbows, probably elbows. With the video's great. The ad, the ad is terrific. He did get into a bit of a little tussle because he left New York City. I was like, uh, I thought he was went to San Francisco. Well, this says he went just to upstate New York, which. Oh, maybe that um, makes more sense. Quite a few, quite a few people did. And, um, oh, he's not running for governor. He's running for mayor of New York, which is important to the story because he left New York city during the pandemic and he went to upstate New York and he was like, uh, yeah, can you imagine? Like we live in a two bedroom apartment in Manhattan. Like, can you imagine trying to have your two, two kids and virtual school in a two bedroom apartment and then trying to do work yourself? And, um, a different mayoral candidate tweeted in response. Yes, actually. I can. Yeah, I mean, he's a millionaire. So, like, again, foot, insert mouth, suck on right. toes, as Gail, Gail King says. Um, uh, right. Dumb. So another um, another candidate for mayor tweeted that the city deserved a leader who was not so out of touch. And another candidate, uh, she was living with three generations under one roof and running her campaign from home. And so, of course, he defended his decision. Um, one of their sons is autistic. They under they were trying to, you know, kind of make the situation as best as possible for him. But also, they know how lucky they are to have that option, which is why he has committed several years to uplifting working families and eliminating poverty, which is true. Yes, so, I mean, it was a, that was a dumb. It was a dumb thing to say. Dumb a and a dumb political work. mistake to even leave the city if you, because again, people like him, He's one been talked about as a potential mayoral candidate for really ever since he dropped out of the race when he finished like at the bottom of the heap in New Hampshire and Iowa. And so if you were going to do this, like dumb to leave the city right during you a pandemic, figured something else out. Yeah. Be quiet. You, you were going to again. He's not very politically intelligent or don't. But- be incredulous about how everyone else spent their time (laughs) yeah in their 800 square foot apartments right 
So the thing, the thing about TikTok is he apparently has another policy to, to shake up the race and, and bring some attention. He wanted to attract young internet creators to the city to form collectives like those where TikTok stars would live together and collaborate and utilize new technologies. So and dumb. of course, some people are like, <laughs> yeah, I think we have other things that we should fix before that. But he's a tech guy. He's an entrepreneur, so he's going to have some, uh, you know, some kind of quirky ideas and to encompass some of the things that he really cares about. And so he does talk about getting everyone high-speed internet so our kids can learn, um, improve I mean, technology has, in the city's classroom. He has some great, like, broader policy ideas, again, with instituting some sort of a universal basic income in New York City, and there's a couple different ways that he's talked about funding it. I thought he was funny when he talked about, you know, saving the the Knicks because they're a horrible basketball team. So, I mean, the thing was great, but then he like comes up with this TikTok hype house. And again, you're just like, dude, not the right audience. Well, and so I thought his presidential race actually was pretty good. He was definitely real scrappy. He's quite young. He's 46. Yes. And... But his so far, his bid for mayor has been filled with some really um, easy mistakes, I guess. Yes. Because he um, did a post or a tweet or something about being in a bodega and how uh, New York City's bodegas are such an institution. And everyone was like, that is a grocery store. I know exactly what grocery store you're in. Grocery stores are not bodegas. <laughs> Why are you like bodegas are literally everywhere. And you like you got that detail wrong, which is odd. The thing um, that I think he is trying to do is because he has a national audience and that's where all of his money is going to come from. I feel like all of this stuff is geared at people outside of New York City. So when I watched the video, the two minute video, while I thought it was great, I did not necessarily think it was aimed at New Yorkers. I mean, it's the same with this TikTok hype house. That's something that nobody in New York really cares about. It's not too, it's not like a New York, again, there's a lot of housing issues at, at play there. It, to me, it just sounds again, like a national like way to raise money and to raise your profile, but anything that gets him off of being a political commentator on CNN, <laughs> I am all for. So as long as he can no longer can have that job, please build 15 TikTok houses. All right. Well, we're going to keep our eye out for TikTok. Andrew Yang. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, hopefully more successful than Cynthia Nixon, who I, you know, clearly based on the last <laughs> podcast do not like. I um, liked her ad too. <laughs> so there was also an article in CNN politics titled Harrison Emhoff recall first date. It felt like we had known each other for forever by Jasmine Wright and Veronica Statricusclioia, whatever her name is. Mm, yeah, that's a tricky one. I was like, you try it. It's hard. <laughs> this is obviously a short piece, but there is a um, joint interview that is airing on Sunday evening. So by the time this podcast airs, it would have already um, been aired. So I hope you watched it, if not catch up. But it's going to talk about obviously Kam Kamala Harris becoming a barrier bear barrier breaking vice president, and uh, again her not 
typical love story as she got married later in life in 2014 to a um, to Doug. And it just kind of is interesting. She was already attorney general of California and she got set up on a blind date through a mutual friend, which I find hilarious that she would, as an attorney general, super busy, would go on a blind date. There's no way I would go on a complete blind date, especially if you're like powerful and cool and sexy and doing all like, no, thank you. But she went and clearly, or Doug like texted her right away and they talked on the phone and then they had their first date and yada, yada, yada. Doug said at the very end of his first date, um, basically he didn't want it to end. So the next morning he pulled the move of emailing her with all of the availabilities he had for the next four months, including long weekends. And he said something to the effect of, I'm too old to hide the ball. You're great. I want to see if we can make this work. Here's when I'm available. And it clearly it worked because he was a high powered, like entertainment lawyer um, as well. So clearly he was busy. Were they in the same town even? Um, I don't know if they were in the same town. I mean, she must've been in Sacramento if she was the AG, um, and if he's a Hollywood entertainment lawyer, I mean that's not that far. So maybe they had a, there's trains and stuff. So maybe. Oh yeah, could, I'm just yeah. saying like that was also I think yes. taking into consideration like here's my availability and I have to get to. I just found it so adorable and cute and nerdy to be like here's a first date, here's my availability because my calendar is so busy for the next four months. Like and pencil yourself in. He was like your yours is too. Yeah. It's pretty adorable. I just they're thought so, it was cute. They're so cute. They're, they're so, so cute. cute. I still love that the, like, uh, Doug had children before in a previous marriage. I just love that they call her Mamala. Everything about Mamala is hilarious to me. Speaking of TikTok, have you watched all of the Kamala Harris nieces posting videos of her? Yeah. They're yeah. great. I mean, they have recycled the one where she gets, ha- like, one of the nieces gives her peach mints yeah yep like that's a pretty good one all of her cooking stuff she she's pretty great on the tiktok well yeah so i follow at least one of the nieces because i was like this i'm here for this yeah that's great so there's just so much like respect and love and they just look like they have fun as a family and yeah and she just seems fun oh she andrew yang fun. heard me talking about him he just emailed me oh stop yeah. it all right I'm running for mayor of new york city Go read your email. I'm going to get more booze. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know if you saw the big announcement. What? It was the last Friday of Trump's presidency. That was also? all over TikTok too. Oh. Maybe there's more. <laughs> yeah, there's more. Keep scrolling. So excited. <laughs> well, Melania announced the end of Be Best. Oh, it's over now? Like we don't have to yeah. worry about it anymore? We're already best? As the legacy, this was, I don't know, Instagram, it looks like, as the legacy of hashtag be best comes to a close at the White House, we must continue to give our voice to the nation's children, blah, 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 blah. Be best, and it's those values that will carry on its mission. And we, then she, you know, kind of talks about compassion, which, oh, the people at Jezebel, which is where my article is from. The article is called Be Best is Finished After Attaining Its Goal of Informing Every American to Be Best by Megan Reynolds. And it's just a short little article talking about how it's over because we're already the best. Like, can't you see that? Yeah. 
<laughs> I just, first off, the whole be best is a dumb name for a oh, program. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss it. Actually, I'm not. I'm still gonna continue to use be best. I know, and- but it's like, does any, I mean, at least we all know Mich- Michelle Obama was trying to go after like the student lunch program and a garden, but does anybody actually know anything about be best besides that there was, it was named be best. And it was supposed to be about bullying. Yes. With her husband. And then her husband is miserable. And then, you know, Melania herself was quite miserable with yes. the, the children detained in at cages. the border. Mm-hmm. And, and she hated she fucking hated Christmas <laughs> and <laughs> the initiative didn't actually do anything or go anywhere, but you know, who's going to have an amazing initiative. I can just tell Jill, Jill, Jill ain't going to have time for an initiative. That bitch is working. She's no. she, she will gonna do it all. She's going to do it all. Mm, yeah, she's, I mean, I imagine she'll have an assistant picking out China, but she'll well, that's have what Doug's for. That's what Doug is doing. Um, the only thing I'm going to remember Melania Trump for is the fact that she fucking ruined Jackie's Rose Garden. That's what I be best. We are not best. Doug, get your your shears and your gardening gloves on because you need to fix that. Ugh. Like the minute it gets warm in D.C. Yes, we should take an over under on how long we think it will be until... Melania and Donald get divorced. Ooh, that would be a good one because I do think it's pretty inevitable. Yeah, I do too. Especially since we knew in a previous article or episode that she renegotiated her prenup before she moved to DC from New York. So, well, but I think like she, there's no money. Like I assume that she, did the renegotiating for more money and i don't know how much well it might not be billions but if you could even get 10 million or some of his property that's better than nothing i mean he's still even though he's broke he still has way more money than us okay well that's fair (laughs) but it is because of the grift of all of the fundraising that they did that had the fine print that was like we can spend this money on whatever we want and it's not going to georgia (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have an exciting development. A development that just happened right now while we've been on the podcast. Yes. Zach, the entertainment reporter is finally back. Oh, and are you saying um, I didn't do a good job? No, he actually spoke to management (laughs) and (laughs) management management has apologized and said that will never happen again. So Sorry. No one told me. Yeah. Well, management. I feel like there's going to be a middle finger emoji on this uh, description here. I do. I do. Um, Okay. So page six said inside Army Army Hammer inside Army Hammer's secret life fueled by alcohol, BDSM, and infidelity by Sarah Nathan. Now I imagine Carmen, (laughs) you and other folks have no idea about this story or Army Hammer. Correct. Correct. Okay. I'm surprised because this is all over the Twitter. Um, I did see something. Is he the one who backed out of the video? Well, he like said he wasn't going to do a movie. 
Yeah, I saw that because that was trending. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And I didn't click on it. So, so he was like, really, the... I am right to not have the entertainment. Themes. Yes, he uh, most people probably have no idea who he is, but he was the like the star of the like gay movie. Call me by your name a few years ago that, you know, had some Oscar buzz around it and yada, yada. He's hot. Everything about him looks great, but apparently he's a motherfucking creep he is kinky af so apparently he had had a shotgun marriage which surprisingly did not go well so mm. they're getting divorced and it continues to go on that he basically has told his ex-wife and other people that he's a hundred percent a cannibal and he wants to cut off he said, like, he's DM'd this to people on Twitter and Instagram. Like, I want to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket so I have a piece of you in my possession. He goes on to talk about videos of, like, bondage and tying girls up and, like, making them bleed and, like, drinking their blood. And <laughs> this is all came out in the press. And, of course, he's like, well, like, I didn't actually do any of it. This is just, like, kinky sex talk. But he would literally talk about like killing and eating people. He would tell people that he wanted to barbecue them. Um, he is weird. And it makes me sad because he was so great in that movie and was attractive. But I mean, he said that some of this is blown out of proportion and divorce is no fun. Not as fun mm -hmm. as drugs, but what is? And he continues to. And they have two little kids. Two little kids. Um, yeah. He. It's just bizarre. And so if you go online, you will see like these women have posted pictures or like pictures of their DM chats and the exchanges where he talks about like making the girl his and he can taste her and wants to like basically wear her skin and it is weird <laughs> i do love that this article gets weirder and weirder yes and this is just the very tip top of the iceberg i could have gotten an article maybe i should have where it talks about all of the the like actual dm text messages that this person is doing but it just strikes me as odd of clearly he is weird, <laughs> but he doesn't think that any of this was going to be made public. Obviously. Sure. Yeah. And then he would go on to say that somebody who dated hammer for a couple of months, um, said that he likes the idea of skin in his teeth. He says, I want to take a bite out of you. If I had to cut off my hand, if I had a little cut on my hand, he'd suck it or lick it. That's about as weird as we got. Well, that's pretty fucking weird, girl, in your, like, two-month relationship. Um, I mean, my this is a guy... Favorite, my favorite part so far is a source who'd worked with him mm -hmm. um, said that he does not have a drug habit, but that he will drink heavily for weeks at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Army's not a cannibal, although BDSM might be weird. It's not illegal. <laughs> yeah. I... I don't so, so weird. Yeah, I don't oh. I don't know how to 
to say this. He was also in the movie on the basis of sex, and I imagine he was um, Ruth's husband, which I'm blanking on um, right now, his name. Mort- Marty. 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 Um, but it's just so weird. So if you are wanting to go more down this path of this person being a complete creeper, go read and find some of the DM text exchanges because it at first I was like no actual celebrity is like actually a cannibal and this seems weird like his kinky shit has been aired so let's go read it and as I read it I was like oh (laughs) this this is too far this this is a little much and clearly he's never going to be able to work again because he clearly likes to like eat people so that's what Zach the entertainment reporter has been keeping his eyes and ears on as of late wow yeah you're welcome hmm (laughs) okay is that well is that what you were expecting i mean this article has like pig heads in it and stuff it it, it does and zach was like you don't have to read this before we start like i'll just tell you all about it and i'm like okay now i'm scrolling through the instagram photos it's pig head with eyes which are so gross he's so hot in this he is so hot but he like has the weirdest pictures this on his Instagram. Velvet tux that he's wearing. Oh, yeah, at the Oscars, because of course he was mm-hmm. nominated for an Oscar by Call Me for yeah. Your Name. Call Me by My Name. Yeah, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, no, the rest the, of it is the picture of. Like, and I the love that he of- was he was in the Caymans because what his dad really liked the firm with Tom Cruise and was like, "That's a great, <laughs> that's so pretty there. We should go there." Yeah, it's it's a lot, but. I wish I had that much money. That is the buzz on all of the social medias and things that I have been seeing. So find that on your Twitter. You'll. Well, it's interesting though, because I mean, if you didn't know who he was before, now you do. So maybe totally. I'm curious. You know, there's a sex tape somewhere. It's just a little bit of time till we find that. So you just hope the girl's alive at the end. (laughs) Yeah. I'll keep you posted. Any parting thoughts? Um, yeah, so we're recording this on Saturday and you're going to hear it on Tuesday, which means my, uh, my fundraiser, you y'all for the banquet was so successful and I can't wait to share all of the numbers with you on Thursday. Can they donate so, after the fundraiser date? Like, are they able to give money? If say, you on donate Tuesday when they after the fundraiser date, I recommend either giving money directly to the banquet, which you can do on their website Or what you can do is just direct ship, like get on your Amazon, send them a box of 90 tampons, directly ship it to the banquet. You can find their address in Sioux Falls, right? Because we have listeners that are not there. That's a good point. The banquet in Sioux Falls. That's where you can do do do. that. Um, And maybe check check your other local like homeless shelters or banquets in your area, because I imagine they also have a need for feminine products. Definitely do that. And that's what, so we had an organizer who had been with us for years and then she moved to Oklahoma. And so she sent me like 20, 25 bucks. And then she was like, I also donated money here in Oklahoma City where I am because I wanted to keep the spirit alive. And I was like, oh my God, it's just now it's like this movement. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look around because this is something that people don't think about um, because it's not as sexy as like a food drive or whatever. So yeah. um, I'm sure there's something in your community that could use a little lift. Well, and I'm sure, up. again, like other great volunteer opportunities, if people give to your pad drive, your 
bound to give them a coffee thermos, right? When they're, when they're done. We don't do the coffee thermos because oh. we're real, we're real bootstrappy. Um, <laughs> but I do want to say thank you to the listeners that have already sent me um, cash through the Venmo. I do really appreciate that. And I love seeing your names flash by. Um, that is exciting. My um, parting thought is not warm and fuzzy and doing something for the social good of our country. But it is helping me realize that I don't have to diet for my upcoming wedding in November mm. because lovely Sarah, the creator of Spanx. You know how I love Sarah. She's amazing. Also great on social media. If you really need a you follow up. her on Instagram, if you but don't. they just launched a Spanx men line that has like the gut sucking stuff in and some soft shape and some hard shape and. I'm going to look tiny because of the new men's line of Spanx. Don't think I'm not buying them um, because I am. And They're incredibly good product. I'm very, very excited to try them. So, Well, I will tell you what every woman learned pretty early on is you cannot put them on or take them off in front of every, anyone. Well, I used to put on very tight tight skin like swimsuits which would take three people to put me in so i do understand the notion and again they were like you know feet to shoulder so i i do know how hard it is to get it up and over your paunch but well um, it's less that but you're just like okay i wore this out so i could look super cute and now i'm gonna take it off so i can have sex and the like you just you have to do that in a separate room. Well, that's why I'm waiting to take them off until after I'm married. So bye. All right. We'll chat later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our point to stay up to date. And for links of the articles that we discussed in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at our point podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, Feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.